We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady and Pinnacle Trust financial guru Martin Palomo, the Mind on My Money podcast tackles the financial questions we're all thinking about. From paying for college to saving for retirement, from life insurance needs to 401ks and everything in between. The goal is to help you take the stress out of financial concerns and give you some tips to enjoy life while your mind is on your money. Now here are your hosts, Neil McCrady. And Martin Paloma. Welcome into another edition of Mind of My Money, presented by Pinnacle. I'm Neil McCready. Martin Palomo joins me today. We didn't think we'd be doing the show today because Martin was due to be in Tampa. Uh, that's Florida, for those who uh, don't keep up with geography. Tampa, Florida, there's a uh, hurricane. You may have heard about it going uh, through that area right now. So the airlines declined to fly into Tampa. Which means Martin is in Jackson at Pinnacle, so we'll uh, we'll knock out a show because at some point, probably in October, when this gets rescheduled, we'll miss a show. So we'll get one now, miss one later. It'll all work out. Uh, I'll tell you real quick, I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll give you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Then you can handle that however you want to. Corey's been on the show before. He just wants to help you make sure that you don't get eh, screwed, basically, by yeah. a, uh, another dealer out there somewhere. So even if you're not buying a Ford product and you just want to run a price by him, you just want to get a thought, you can. Corey eventually wants to be your truck guy. He wants to be your car guy, but he is generally a good guy. So uh, he'll take care of you. 662-257-1900. And Martin, what's going on at Pinnacle? Oh, well, man, I'm kind of scrambling to fill my calendar today (laughs) and tomorrow. Um, I was supposed to be at a conference um, for actually it was a pretty interesting thing. It was a very specific niche conference I was going to. It was not one of those like general economy or what's the mood of the markets. It was very much a not everyone qualifies. It doesn't solve a solution for for you know for most people but it's a very specific client that uh that has tax issues um that we try to help them figure out like how to give less of their wealth to the government um you know than than they have to uh again it's it doesn't work for everyone and that's kind of one of the things that we you know a lot of people don't see that part of our business where i'm constantly learning, uh, learning different out of the box techniques that work for not everyone, 
but when it works for the right person, it can definitely be life-changing um, for them. And that was, this is kind of one of those conferences and a little bit bummed. It was, it was supposed to be in Clearwater. Um, it was supposed to start last night. My flight was supposed to arrive uh, Wednesday morning, but obviously uh, Adelia was arriving Wednesday morning too. So um, a little bummed, man. I was really excited about, uh, about, you know, I guess only, only guys like me are going to nerd out about, um, you know, techniques to keep uh, the IRS out of your pockets. But I think most people probably want the IRS in their pockets as little as possible. So, uh, yes, you know, that's kind of, man, that's kind of, uh, you know, a lot of people just probably think we just do, um, you know, the planning piece, the investment piece, and that's it. But man, we're, we are constantly, I mean, like yesterday I had a woman, Liz Randall, awesome woman, shout out to Liz. Uh, she runs a commercial real estate company out of, uh, she headquarters in, is in Oxford, just happens to be in Oxford, but she's got offices, uh, I believe in Birmingham and Denver as well. And, um, we were talking about, you know, helping our clients who own businesses that own real estate to not just end up throwing the real estate into a business deal at liquidation to actually maximizing value before they have a liquidity event. And I was just like, dude, no one is talking to our clients about this stuff. So anyway, I kind of stole the mic from you on what's going on at Pinnacle to talk about. I mean, those are two uh, situations where it doesn't work for everybody, but I mean, dude, a lot of our clients are business owners or dentists or doctors that have practices or veterinarians or, you know, any, any, any operator that, that owns a real owns their real estate. Um, it was a really interesting, really compelling, um, you know, thing that she's been doing it for 15 years and, uh, really awesome people. So, you know, I spent a lot of my time learning, uh, so that we can be, you know, when that one time comes that I'm going to have someone that needs this and it's going to change their life that I don't have to go, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can help you there. I want to be able to give an answer and a solution. So I don't know, man. I just, I just rambled, but Hey, if you're a dentist or a doctor or a vet or, or a business owner and own your own building, <laughs> And you want to learn about how to maximize value, give me a call. 601-957-0323. Uh, you can email us info at mypinwealth.com. Or if you reach out to Liz direct, man, tell her that you heard about us on the show. Give us some love. Absolutely. All right. So we didn't have a show planned today. No, we didn't. We're kind of off the cuff. So I'll just tell you about my mornings this week. All right. Okay. So I have Let's a like a, I have a routine. We get up at 5:20. My wife Laura goes out. She's out the door by 5:22 walking. I sweep the floor, make the bed, unload the dishwasher, brush my teeth, put in my contacts, have a cup of coffee, and I'm out the door at about 6. Okay? Yep. And I run, I do a Monday through Thursday, I do a 45-minute run. 45-minute run. Come in, change shirts, strap up the dogs, take them for a walk. I listen to music when I run, and I listen to podcasts when I walk. I'm getting that to makes, something, I promise. That makes sense. So this morning, I listened to, uh, I'm a big Adam Carolla fan. More than anything, because we've been podcasting now for about 11 years. 
And over the last several years, our podcast, as is evidenced by the fact that you and I are right now doing a financial podcast or a world podcast or whatever this podcast sometimes is, um, it's yep. not an Ole Miss sports podcast is my point. We, we right. very, You and I very rarely break down the Ole Miss, Ole Miss schedule and depth chart. Either. Yeah, I don't think we ever have, honestly. Good. Um, I do love the Rebels, but. Yeah. But we don't really talk about the Rebels. No, we don't. And that's okay. And that's I don't good. want to talk about the Rebels yeah, on my, our show. My point is, is that uh, this network, MPW Digital, has expanded to be more than just covering Ole Miss sports. It's still primarily Ole Miss sports, but there's more to it than Ole Miss sports. Right. And so I watched people, don't get me wrong, I'm never going to be Adam Carolla. So before anybody thinks that I'm stepping out on that limb, but I'm following his model. How did he... You know, he has different kinds of shows. He has a show with Dr. Drew. He's got a show uh, with Mark Garagos that's a legal show. Um, he's got different kind of shows on his network. Like, how do, how do you package those? How do you, I, was, I watched that kind of thing. Right. And today on Adam Carolla, he had Tucker Carlson, former Fox News host who was fired about four months ago. And I've never been a big Fox News guy, but I'll, I'll I'll come clean and tell you that I, I like Carlson. I think he's interesting. I think he's entertaining. I've always found him to be. I'm always interested in guys that one side or the other say he's a grifter. Okay. I'm always really. If you're a grifter, you're going to get exposed. This is my theory. Okay. If you're a grifter, meaning you take on these positions because you think they're profitable. I think you get exposed right. day yep. in, day out. Things are too complicated. If one day you're talking about the economy and the next day you're talking about politics and the next day you're talking about Ukraine and the next day you're talking about China and you're a grifter, you're going to get exposed. Yeah. It's like clickbait for audio. Yeah. Just going to, you're going to get exposed. You're not going to be good. Well, Carlson built a following. It's, pretty 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 deep pretty dense because he's not a grifter he, he he researches his thoughts he believes them whether you think he's right or wrong is immaterial he believes them corolla i have found having listened to him a lot over the years interviewing all sorts of people i've found corolla to be this incredibly pragmatic person almost to the point that i suspect it has impacted his fatherhood with his kids he's talked about this um he's fairly recently either separated or divorced i think his pragmatism impacted that he's basically said as much so when corolla comes out with these thoughts i take them as whether he again whether he's right or wrong he believes them he's he's thought them through he's he's not emotional about things like covid Truth is, Corolla was one of the very first people to be absolutely right about what a sham COVID was. He called it out very early on that it made no sense that we were shutting down schools because young people weren't dying. It made no right. sense that we were doing this lockdown and shutting down businesses because the truth is businesses were fine. It made no, made no sense that we stopped outdoor dining when all over the country we were having these outdoor protests that were massive groups of humanity that the Fauci's of the world wouldn't condemn that unless you believe that the virus could, could differentiate between um, a, a, a social justice 
protest and Calamari and, and Chianti outside, um, you had to believe it was bullshit. This is bottom line. You either had to believe that it was dangerous for everybody or it wasn't. One or the other. You couldn't have both. You couldn't say, well, yep. no, if you're protesting, it's okay. But if you're outside or inside even having some Chianti and, and, and some Calamari before you have your uh, rigatoni, no, no, you're going to get it. You're going to get it good. Um, if you're standing, you're going to get it. But if you're sitting, you're not going to get it. If you're wearing a, a paper mask, you're not going to get it. If you take the mask off to eat, you're okay. But if you, you don't, but if you keep, while you're not eating, if you don't, I mean, come on, it was total bullshit. And he was one of the first people who said, this is total bullshit. I mean, this is, this is insanity. It's, it's theater. And it was, and he said it and he's right. Now he got my attention and he got my respect. Well, anyway, today he asked a question of Tucker Carlson that got a fascinating answer. And it was, will the establishment, not the left, not the right, will the establishment, will the, the, the Washington establishment, will they let Trump win? And I thought Tucker Carlson's answer was, like, whoa. Because his answer was, well, they've tried everything so far. Yeah, they called they called him names that didn't work. He won. Yep. They tried the Russia collusion thing, collusion thing, and that's been stick. that's been proven to be totally made up. The Steele dossier, all that stuff, total fraud. They have tried to impeach him twice. They have uh, tried to convict him. Now they're trying to put him in prison. There, there was a trials, multiple trials that are either loosely scheduled or scheduled at this point that are designed to lock him up. And Carlson said, you know, no, nothing has worked so far. And he said, so, you know, put it on a graph, man, is what he said. What's next? And then he said the, the word, I couldn't believe it when he said it. I mean, I was walking the dogs and I stopped in my tracks like, whoa. He said, assassination. And Which he is said, wild, man. He said, he said, it's wild. He made the comment. I can't remember what country he said, Bogota or somewhere. Some country. I don't remember uh, the name of the country that he said. He said, if this were happening in another country, our government would be putting out a notice that, hey, we don't recognize this government. This is not an official government. This is a coup. This is, this is not something we recognize right. on, on official status. And it's happening in our country. And... All I keep thinking to myself, it's this theme that we have all the time, is, man, 2024 is going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. I mean, as of today, Trump is scheduled to go to trial in the, in district, of, in the district of Columbia the day before Super Tuesday. Yeah, which is wild, man. I mean, and how uh, – I, I don't believe in coincidences. Um, but, I mean, and I guess better for Trump that – that it happened, you know, happens before or happens during than, than after the election. Right. I mean, I think all I it's going to do is ignite his base even more. Uh, yeah. I mean, make him more popular, you know, yesterday, I mean, the last was, was Reagan the last assassination. Did Reagan have an assassination? Yes. Reagan, they, yeah. uh, John Hinckley shot Ronald That's Reagan right. outside of the Washington Hilton in, it was either late March or early April of 1981. Reagan was in the very first months of his first term. Okay, so it was, I mean, 42 years, 40, 
to yeah 42 years ago was the last time that's even been a because i i can't remember we haven't had any other attempts not that, since not that has been documented not not that we've yeah, seen right, right, right. I'm, I'm sure there have been some plots and things that have been exposed sure. but no nobody you know not since not since hinkley shot reagan outside of the hilton okay i was in the oh, i stayed at that hilton too really i was in yeah. the fifth grade i was uh i was not you i was in my father's loin oh you weren't even born yet <laughs> yeah i was in the fifth grade it's one of those days i remember coming home and it was like your first my first big tv deal cnn was wall to wall man you know of course yeah and because there was a radio report out that reagan had been killed and so wow it was yeah it was crazy and then got home and he he, he wasn't and there was a national championship basketball game that night i remember that there was just a lot it was a for a fifth grader it was like whoa this is crazy yeah. you know what a what a wild world and you know, they were flying George H.W. Bush, who at the time was the vice president, right. back to Washington. He'd been in Texas or somewhere. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying Carlson's right that that, that that's going to happen. I mean, I pray he's not because I don't think that's a good thing. No, it's super destabilizing, man. And I mean, like, do you like CIA stuff? Like to read about it and yeah, explore yeah. it and study it? For sure. Because like, that's one of the CIA's tactics, right? To not necessarily assassinate a, you know, official, but to destabilize when you're trying to, you know, overthrow a country or change a country, destabilization is the, the tactics that they use in there. I mean, if you had an assassination attempt, especially in our current environment, I mean, or shoot, not even an attempt, if there was a, a successful assassination, it'd be totally destabilizing, uh, to our mood right now. I mean, I think that would take the, especially if it was politically motivated from the quote unquote, you know, the left, I'm not accusing or saying that's what would happen, but if it came, you know, if it came to be that, you know, the, they part of DC, the establishment, and I guess it would never be proven kind of like the JFK stuff, right? Still, you know, a lot of mystery surrounding I mean, there is mystery surrounding it, but, but I mean, I gun to your head. Would you bet that the CIA was involved in Kennedy or not knowing what we know today? I don't know, man. I mean, I think there's a good probability of it. Um, yeah, I mean, if you made me bet not knowing and you said, Hey, I know the answer. If you get it right, you're fine. If you don't bye-bye, I'm going to say, yes, they were. I mean, that's where, and that's where we are. It's, it's what was interesting about what they were saying was just three years ago, this is fascinating to me. It might not be to you. And I don't know, we're, we're headed I always the people that go, well, I don't keep up with politics. I don't care about politics. I don't care about stuff like that. I'm always like, well, then you're either an idiot or you're another word that I won't use because politics okay. impacts all of your life. It really it does. does. I think I think a lot of people aren't engaged because they don't really understand, um, you know, how politics impacts them. And and dude, and I was one of those people, you know, initially. It, it wasn't until my early 30s that I kind of started really, really paying attention. I mean, I voted in in uh, in elections, but I I wasn't paying attention to 
And I, I don't know that I understood how it all connected either, like how the economy really connected. And even though that was my studies in school, I had the head knowledge, but I didn't have the experience of seeing how the world was really, how connected it was and how, you know, as you said in the last uh, election that, you know, there are consequences. Yes. For one, one million know, elections. One million percent. Whether you, whatever you thought of Trump, whatever you think of Biden, look at the difference in stuff that's happened in our country and where prices are and things are. And yeah, um, not all of this is due to the policies of those two men, but a lot of it is. Yeah. A lot of it is. And and you're either for it or you're against it, but it has, ab- the point is, is it has absolutely impacted your life. Yep. It has absolutely yeah. impacted your life. The Whoever's in the white house and whoever's the ruling party uh, it does absolutely impact your life. If you if you go to the grocery store, if you uh, purchase fuel for your vehicle, if you have a mortgage, if you have credit cards, if um, lots of things, it it impacts your life. No yeah. matter what you what what your stance is on immigration, uh, what your stance is on taxation what your feelings are about foreign aid, all of the aid, wh- whether this is right or wrong is, is for you to decide. That's right. But all of the aid that we've been sending to Ukraine, billions and billions and billions of dollars would not have gone to Ukraine had Donald Trump been in the White House. So that is a significant difference in what has happened, um, period. That's just right. one example of what, has happened that wouldn't have happened. The fact that we're even, well, here was the point that they brought up. And I thought this was interesting. This was interesting about. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Uh, Corolla made this point. So before anybody thinks it's just a Carlson talking point, this was Corolla that said this. He said, you know, just three years ago, when three and a half years ago, when the COVID stuff happened, Everybody pretty much marched in place. I mean, there was there was a handful yeah. of people who were like, "Man, I'm not doing this." Yeah, uh, the dissenters, yeah. But it was small. Yeah. It was small. And I mean, was, dude, you and I were 
were in lockstep initially? Yeah, I mean, I, I was a lemming. I believed them. <laughs> I believed well, them. Well, I don't I know mean, if we but, would call it a lemming, dude. We didn't. You didn't but, know, and there was no evidence out there. No, but I should have make a decision. I should have thought about it. But here was their point: because there have been so many voices who have been courageous enough or stupid enough to speak up because yeah. of what's happened with social media, because of what's been exposed about how the White House was in cahoots, basically, with Facebook and Twitter and other things to silence voices, right? Yeah. Well, because that's all been exposed now, their hypothesis was even if they tried, they couldn't pull it off. Yeah. Trending on Twitter the last few days has been do not comply. Yeah. Do not comply. Well, dude, and I have seen that in a lot of my friends. And, you know, in some of my friends that are, um, I don't know, can you say ex-military? I guess once you're... In the yeah. military, well, you're always military. They, not they're, active, they're retired military. military. Yeah. I not guess active, that's inactive at this point, yeah. Correct. Inactive, retired military. And it's been mostly uh, from those guys that I've been seeing the do not comply messages from. Uh, and I'm just like, wow, man. I mean, these guys have like literally bled for our country. Uh, and, you know, and they're telling you do not comply with your government, which is yeah. well, there was wild a for me. Went viral yesterday on on Twitter. There was a video of one of the uh, Gold Star families that was a father of one of the men who died in Afghanistan a couple of years ago. And he was talking about how he bit his tongue when his son's remains came back from Afghanistan. And he bit his tongue on the on the on the tarp when Biden kept looking at his watch. And he said, what I wanted to say is it's effing 2.30. He said, you might you might have noticed that I, I, I'm not biting my tongue anymore. And it was interesting. We just, we've, we've hit that place where um, as we get in, I mean, tomorrow's September. We're, football season is Saturday. It is we're, literally we're, September 1st. Tomorrow. We're going to start rolling now. I mean, I'm just telling you these next four months are the fastest four months on the calendar. Yeah. I do. And, I do love these next four months. It, it is my yeah. favorite time of year for many me, reasons. Me too. Uh, many reasons. I mean, football being one of them, but you get Halloween, we get Thanksgiving, we get Christmas. Dude, and Christmas was my favorite holiday period. So. Yeah, we get it like today. There was a crisp, crisp, I'm having a hard time with speaking, <laughs> crispness in the air. Yeah, yeah. Here too I think, in Jackson. I think yeah. because you just said Christmas, I was trying to say crispness. A crispness for christmas but there was there was a there yeah. was a a different a hint of fall yeah well it's a real false hint, fall <laughs> a real hint this morning it was false because yeah. it's going to get hot again yeah false but, fall. but it was there and you felt it and you're like oh man october's yep. gonna be awesome right and, you know dude because I, I had the same I, when i stepped out this morning i was like hell yes but i knew it was fleeting so i didn't get too too excited yeah but it was totally like you know running 45 minutes last week yeah Versus at, this morning at 6 a.m. and running yeah. 45 minutes this morning at 6 a.m. The exact same route, everything completely different experiences. Yeah. I'm with you, I love the fall. The fall is to me magical. I like, I like the, um, the days get a little shorter and I like that. Yeah. I like the dark, it like starts to get dark and you, I've got an outdoor fireplace. It's my favorite thing. I'll light the fire and, um, I just, yeah, I get into a routine. I'm already in it. Football week, but Mondays this way. This, this is what I do on Monday. This is what I do on Tuesday. This is what I do on Wednesday. And as the week winds down, the games get closer, and I'm usually kind of off on Friday, and that's kind of my day to catch up. And um, yeah. I just like Saturday's it, coming. 
yeah, I like the fall and, um, <laughs> you know, the NFL is going to get going. I like the, I love the NFL. I just, there's something about the NFL that I've always really liked. And then postseason baseball and the NBA kicks off. And like you said, yeah. Halloween and I don't know, just, there's a, a, something about the fall that I love so much more than the spring. But my point is, is that the fall is going to fly by. And when it yep. does, when we get into January, we're into these trials. We're into these, uh, we're into the Republican caucus in Iowa and then yep. New Hampshire with the, the, the primaries and all that stuff. And it's just like, I think what captured me is as they were talking, I thought to myself five years ago, I would have said, man, you're crazy. And now I'm, I'm like, yeah, I guess I can sort of see how that would happen. You know, what, what would that be like in our country? What would that, how polarizing would that be? You know, and I don't, I don't necessarily know the answer, but one other thing that Carlson well, said, I mean, dude, go ahead. it would be polarizing though. Cause I mean, you let's just play this tape. Let's, let's play this tape as if let's say an assassination happens, right? Someone, you know, guns him down or, or whatever an assassination happens. I mean, you have like raging anger and resentment coming from a, a a quite large minority on the right that is very loud. I mean, yeah, J six probably looks like a you know a a a warm up round to what could happen with a really pissed off mm. uber conservative right. Well, I mean, because I J6, think you get some chaos, dude. And J six was basically unarmed. Yeah. It's the reason that when sometimes when people use that word, um, you know, that it was, a. am having, I'm struggling with my words today, that it, essentially that it was a revolution. I was like, really? I mean, I, I get it. It was bad. It was bad, bad, bad for our country. It, it was a really bad thing. And you, you had to be, you had to be pretty stupid to walk into the Capitol that day. You 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 weren't thinking clearly at, at a minimum. Yeah, I agree with that. But if it's not how we conduct ourselves, no. But if it were truly an attempt to overthrow the government, a coup, yeah, well, people would have been armed. Yep, it would have been bloodier than that. Yeah, there would have been, there would have been uh, military-ish vehicles that were not American military. Yeah, and and people wouldn't have been opening the doors from inside the Capitol to let the people in, and they wouldn't have been coming in at initially in a single file line. There was there, there there's a lot to yep. there's a lot to J six that one day if we ever get to a place where it can be talked about in a non emotion in a nonpartisan yeah. way, there's a lot there. Again, I'm not excusing anybody. It was bad, correct, but. I've listened, I've gone back and listened to Trump's speech that day. And I think a lot of the J6 charges against Trump are flimsy. I've read the indictment. I've gone back and watched his speech. Maybe there's more that'll come out in trial. But I, I told you this the other day, that if, if, if they really believe, two things, if they really believed that Trump was guilty of the charges that he's charged with that if they really believed in these, in this case, a, they would have brought this case a long time ago. They're waiting till now. It looks very political. 
and B, they would say, you know what? We believe in it so much that we'll, we'll try it uh, in a venue of your choosing. You pick a venue. We believe in American jury, a jury of your, quote, peers, end quote, will hear this case and say, no, you can't do that in our country. Insisting on having it tried in the bluest um, district slash county slash city in America is somewhat suspicious uh, yeah. to me. You know, and I don't know how, how do you find a jury? <clears throat> no, I mean, how do you find 12 people who don't know about J6? Don't know, <laughs> right. Who don't have an opinion on Donald Trump? I mean, how do you? How do you I mean, I think we probably got to go to a, what's the island in Hawaii where um, they try to keep it like it's mostly indigenous and uh, like out. I guess Americans are not uh, tourists are not allowed on. I think it's west uh -huh. of of Oahu, one of the little smaller islands. Uh, maybe you have to go there to. <laughs> but I will say this as we, to, to steer jury. it back, steer it back financially a little bit. I've heard this a lot. Carlson said it on. Uh, Corolla's showed Corolla basically agreed. It's a lot of doomsday about what's coming in 2024 financially. People using the recession word. People, I've heard people say 2024 is the year that a lot of these kind of the debts come home. That uh, the, the the impact of these uh, interest rates, credit card rates. We're a very indebted country. There's going to be more default. Uh, there's going to just be more, more people who don't, who cut corners with their insurance and things like that to make ends meet. And then there who are a blown tire away from financial ruin. What do you say when you hear that you're a financial guy or do you yeah. look at that and go, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Or do you, in a part of your mind, start trying to prepare for it? No, I mean, so there's a couple of, there's a couple of. I'm gonna call them wounds out there that that, uh, that could come home to to cause some problems. And you named one of them. Uh, you know, with credit card credit card debt when when everyone had enough when we were all flush with cash. Um, you know, a lot of folks kind of got accustomed to a lifestyle where they had more cash in their pockets than they were accustomed to. Um, folks that had student loan payments were paused right because because student loan payments were not being uh collected during during COVID all the way up until you know starting to we're about to start back for folks making student loan payments so you've had kind of a a three-year period which three years is plenty of time to have a new habits you know put in place where we were flush with cash um you know until really until last year uh, well, yeah, that's not true. Really. In, it was until Q4 of 21, you know, things were still relatively, um, you know, inexpensive. Then, you know, inflation picked up, the cash started kind of starting to dwindle and folks were trying to keep that standard of living. And, you know, you saw credit card, um, balances really rising. Um, well, credit card balances rise. And then, you know, obviously starting last year, is when the interest portion of, you know, credit card balances and home equity lines of credit really started to rise. So, you know, like my home equity line of credit, January of last year, I think was like 4%, something like that. My interest, my interest rate on my, 
line of credit right now is I think somewhere around 10. So, you know, if I didn't take out any additional, you know, didn't tap my line of credit for anything else, my, my interest portion of my payment has gone up, you know, by 150%. Uh, so it was 4%, it's 10 now. Um, so, you know, you're paying more on the line of credits and where, where folks don't realize where that starts creeping is, you know, okay, you're maxed out on cash flow because, you know, you're not earning any more cash. If you're not getting a second job, you're maxed out on cash flow. The, the interest creep really starts to come into play with folks who have money on their lines of credit or they have a balance on their credit cards, which is a lot of people. And I mean, and dude, Oh, so many people, you know, and I've got, I mean, I'll, I'll be totally honest. I've got a balance on, on my, on my Amex right now. And I've, I've been hoarding cash because, you know, this will be our first, I, I believe I have our K ones for, for pinnacle, um, by tomorrow. Cause we've had to have a couple of revisions, you know, with our accounting, uh, with our CPAs for, for things, but I have no idea how much my tax bill is going to be. And that's all dependent on, you know, things that are capitalized, things that are amortized. I mean, I know what the, what the company made from a cash flow perspective, but I have no idea how much taxes I'm going to owe. So I'm just assuming worst case scenario. And I've been hoarding cash um, because I think I'm going to get murdered on my taxes. And, um, but you know, I've had life has continued. So my credit card balance, you know, I've got, I've got a balance on there. Um, you know, when I see it every month, I don't like it. Uh, but what will happen is either, you know, I will end up with, you know, little less taxes to pay and I'll knock some of that credit card balance out, or I'm going to get murdered on taxes and I'm going to be carrying a credit card balance until, you know, until I, I work on getting that paid off. Well, you know, there's a lot of folks and fortunately I'll say I have the, I have the fortune of uh, somewhat of a variable income. It's a two edged sword. So, you know, my, I, I live and die with my clients with, uh, you know, with their, with how the markets perform totally out of my control. All I can do is protect as much as I can. So, you know, when, when, when markets are good, my income and are rising, you know, our income is rising. When markets are down, our income falls. So like last year, you know, markets were down pretty significantly. My income was down, uh, you know, about 15% last year, but you know, this year things are up. So I've been able to stack a little more cash and, you know, I can make some payments where someone who is like, Hey, you make 50,000 bucks a year and you get a salary. They, they don't have the option of go out and hustle more and find new clients to increase the income. They either got to go find a second job or they got to start cutting expenses. Well, if you're starting to look at your budget and you're like, I can't cut any more expenses out and interest rates keep creeping up. That's where you get to the point of you go, okay, I'm getting close to, to insolvency and where bankruptcies, you know, really start to step in, but you know, it's not ideal, but folks could go get that, you know, job at Domino's at night. It's not yeah. sexy delivering yeah. pizza or refereeing soccer or, you know, doing things to bring in a little extra cash to pay it off. But what happened is we all got addicted to the drugs in 2020. We got addicted to the cash drug that got pumped into our veins from, you know, uh, from PPP and, uh, you know, and, the, um, oh my God, what was the, 
I didn't get any of it. I didn't get the other one either. Um, uh, where they just pumped it, it into individuals' yeah. pockets. I just, can't remember what it's it called. This was the stimulus packages. The stimulus. Stimul- thank you. Yeah, they just, <laughs> threw, they just threw money at people. It just yeah. Again, you know, we got accustomed to that. But dude, the other thing that's going to come to ruse that we haven't talked about yet is you're right. So we've got rising interest payments that have to be paid. The government's only method, if the government is a human and they're the one I described where, you know, that's like me, where, you know, their cash flow ebbs and flows, they have an option to get more cash and it's not hustle and create more humans. Raise taxes. Raise taxes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's why this, this election's critical. I mean, people, it, it's, I, I, when people say, well, politics don't matter, politics don't impact me. You want to bet? Yep. You, are, are you serious? Yep. No, I mean, whoever, look, if it's Trump versus Biden, okay, no matter who you're for, yep. whoever is the president won't be able to run again. True. They will have, my, my opinion is if Biden wins, he's probably going to take the House back. Going to have a ton of power. And if Trump wins, it would be because we had some sort of I don't mean this in a bloody way, but that would for Trump to win, there almost has to be this revolution at the ballot box, which would mean Trump's going to get even more of the House and they just might get the Senate and the Republicans are going to have a lot of power. And and he has nothing to lose with the not being being able to be reelected. He, he can't be reelected constitutionally. So yep. and, and so, so you know, you you have this. Anyone who thinks that that those a Democrat serving a second term in his 80s with Kamala Harris as his running mate, because I don't think she would be elected. So she would be able to have almost the same thing. She would be able to just almost go, hey, I don't have to worry about the ramifications of this. Let's make change. Let's pack the Supreme Court. Let's raise taxes. Let's make let's make significant change to our country. In the same way that Trump might come in and go, look, I'm doing it now. Get, we're getting out of Ukraine. I'm building the wall. We're doing these things. You can't stop me. That, yeah, it's going to impact. And 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 look, taxes are big. And like you said, if yep. if the government decides and we're spending in a way that there's no recourse, if we don't stop some spending, it's anything I mean, political. If we don't stop some spending, we're going. To, they're, they're going to raise taxes. Yep, had to. And they're going to raise taxes on the people like you and me who are yep. making money. And they're going to raise taxes on your kids. And they well, are. I, th- I think get- they have to raise taxes across the board. Well, they're not going to. They're not going to tax the people that vote for them. Right. What I'm saying, like, the so like the the middle class is the largest group of taxpayers just yeah. by number, by yeah. number, not by how what percentage of tax they pay. But if uh, if the you know if the if the Democrats are like saying, hey, we've got to raise taxes, and hey, we have nothing to lose because I can't, I can't, I'm not electable again. Yeah, and they need the maximum amount of dollars. Yeah, they're going to raise taxes on on upper class, but they're going to come after middle class too. Yeah, and I mean, I just I think that would be the playbook because they're that's the that's the fastest way to get more cash in. And you talk about if people are already at their you know, there's no margin in their budget yeah. because interest rates are up, you know, uh, cost of 
goods and services are up, but income and there's not a second job in the household or third job in the household. Not much left. And then once you start selling the things you have, you sell right. your car, you sell your house. Yep. You 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 go get you downsize, you rent a small place, you yeah. Or you, you're uh, delivering pizzas, man. You're working at Amazon on the night shift. You're, or you're yeah, you're are you're working three jobs. You've got a working three job, jobs. A night job, a day job. Your 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 quality of life goes down. I mean, listen, it's this is it's where possible. we're headed. We're headed to this we're headed to this place. And if I think the only thing that would be a different differentiating factor in all of that is because that is all negative for the economy, right? That's a, that's a slowing economy. All of those things make up for a slowing economy. The only thing that I think is a, is a, that would differentiate there is I think that Powell would look at this, how, what, where everything is at that time and say, I have to cut rates and that he would drop rates significantly again to re-stimulate the economy. And then you would have a little bit of the, you know, credit card uh, payments at least would go yeah. down balances, not necessarily uh, payments go down for, you know, revolving credit, um, you know, people start refinancing houses that are what they've bought at the top, you know, things like that can happen. But you're, I mean, for a lot of us, man, that's a, you're looking for additional income coming into the house. Yeah. Bloody cup, be a bloody couple way. of years first. That's the point. I mean, so, yeah. you know, it's, could it's, be. it's fascinating to watch. I mean, I could, I could see how that environment, how that scenario shakes out. What's interesting to me it. about Trump is this, as we wrap up, the most interesting thing about the whole Trump thing to me is, boy, they really seem motivated to get him. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, is that because you hate him or is that because you fear he'll win? Yeah. And maybe both. Yeah, man, I think it may be both. But what is it that makes you so motivated to get him? the trials and stuff. I mean, I don't think it's realistic that the man's going to get locked up between now and the election, but it is very conceivable that he is running for president as a convicted felon with his case under appeal. Yeah. I mean, I mean dude, his mugshot was, that is probably going to be one of the most <laughs> shared uh, photos on during the, during the campaign season. Might be the most iconic photo in modern American history. We'll see in 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 a hundred years it will be like Rembrandts of of Trump's mugshots that sell for. Well, I guess it would be Banksy's, but he'd probably be really pissed that I associated him with a I mean, political it's, party. It's one of those photos that as soon as you see it, you know the story behind it. It's kind of like nine eleven, yeah, those kind of things. The JFK, it's it's big. Yep. Challenger explosion. Big. Yep. It's an iconic photo that is a big part. It's going to be a big part of our history. We're, we're, we are watching it be made. We are living in fascinating times. That is, yep. that is for certain. All right. Hey, we're going to, we're going to wrap uh, yep. here. I've got, I've got to get to something else and um, Martin's got stuff to do too. So appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back. We're we back next Thursday. Uh, Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Back next Thursday with a, uh, a normal edition of Mind on My Money presented by Pinnacle. Again, it's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. For Martin Palomo, I'm Neil McCready. Until next time, take care. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 